through that, I have learned that there's two things I would say. <laughs> One is children are the most innocent and pure things in the world. No matter what culture you're from, no matter where you are, and children are children. Children are going to play with other children. Children are going to, it's the purest form of, of, of humanity, in, in my opinion. And the second thing is, is that at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we're all, you know, we all just, we all want to be loved. We all want to, you know, have someone to love. We all want uh, goals. We have ambitions. We have things that we want to accomplish. And, and when you really break down the barriers and you break down what we would consider quote unquote differences, um, at our core, we're all just human beings. And I think that is, that is a fortunate takeaway that I have a takeaway that I've fortunately been able to learn through that experience and that perspective that I have that has really defined who I am today. And that, that defines how I go as, as a human being and how I go when we develop these programs. So like you said, right, you create any business, there's, there's obviously, you know, a, a profit, there's, there's, there's just the business side of things that you need to do to make things go. Um, but I think it's much more than just that that's the sole goal for things that we can, we could apply that you can accomplish those things, but at the same time, you can change things for the better. You can make an actual impact, a real impact. Our voices, stories, and experiences are powerful and need to be shared to create a more inclusive world. Welcome to Hablemos, conversations with talented humans about inclusion, leadership, and purpose. I'm your host, Carolina Veira, finance and business strategist, DEI champion, and proud Latina. I'm also the director of partnerships at CareMax, where I lead initiatives to promote the value of healthcare, education, inclusion, entrepreneurship, and community engagement, while fostering partnerships with other corporations and organizations in the U.S. This episode features Joshua Cordova. Joshua is the co-founder and co-CEO of ProHelp Legal and ProHelp Legal Australia, the leading secure legal marketplace for live legal help anytime, anywhere. Josh is a highly skilled operation strategist and internationally integrated specializing in global market entry strategy and international joint venture structuring. He has extensive experience in DOD aviation program development, technology startups, foreign military training program development, forecasting and modeling, diverse and inclusive team building, and leadership and organizational strategy. Muy buenas tardes. Hi, Josh. How are you doing today? <laughs> Carolina, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, it, is, it is not sunny here either in, in Doha, Qatar. <laughs> it, is the, it is well into the night. So uh, first, I want to thank you, Carolina, uh, and your team for the opportunity to, to join and be a part of this and, uh, and putting this together. So uh, with that, I am doing fantastic. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <Thank> amazing. <laughs> and Josh, let me introduce you formally. You are Josh Cordova or Cordova, yes. Cordova. Um, Cordova. <laughs> he is the co-founder and co-CEO of ProHelp Legal. And you're going to share more about what, uh, about what uh, ProHelp Legal is about, um, what services you're providing. Um, but first, let's start with the basics. But the most important thing, who is Josh? Tell us a little more about you so people get to know you better. Um, tell us about your life story as well. So go ahead, Josh. Who is Josh? Yeah, thank you. 
Uh, well, I'm Josh Cordova. Uh, I originally was born in Anchorage, Alaska, which is a very unique place to be born from for people not from Alaska. Um, spent most of my time in the U.S. Uh, my parents divorced when I was uh, pretty young. I do come from a Spanish background, fourth generation um, Spanish on my father's side uh, to come to the United States. Uh, after my parents divorced, my father got full custody of myself, and uh, I went to about 14 different schools from the age of eight and lived in many, many, many different states uh, throughout the time uh, of graduating. Uh, after that, I attended Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona, and Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, my lifelong dream was to be a pilot in the military, so I uh, was able to achieve that dream in the U.S. Army, became Apache helicopter pilot, spent 10 years uh, in the U.S. military, uh, did some combat deployments, um, met some great people, and had some some um, great real-world experiences uh, throughout life, which then led me to decide I wanted to do other things besides uh, be in the military. However, I got out, went to Carolina for my MBA, uh, met my co-founder, James Dorman, who's the co-founder of ProHelp Legal. Um, he has been uh, a practicing attorney for uh, coming on two decades now. And we, we met together in the program in business school. And we, you know, you just, you find those moments in life where you meet someone and you don't know what it is you want to do with them, but you know, you just, you really want to work with them. And we, and we both kind of had that mutual uh, feeling towards each other. So we sat down and we started brainstorming. We knew we wanted to put something together. We, we knew that there was, you know, there was a space out there that we felt that we could help people and fill the void with. And James had had this idea for about 10 years of ProHub Legal. Um, and so we started brainstorming, we put it together. So we spent about a year and a half putting that together. Um, and we launched in March of 2021. And since then, it's just been kind of a, it's just been kind of a, a fun and, and wild ride. <laughs> so that's a little bit about me. Oh, I am married. Uh, my wife will, will, will probably kill me for not mentioning that earlier. That, I, that's kind of I, important. <laughs> yes, yes I, I, I am very, very happily married. 15 years this year. So that's amazing. We have three three wonderful children, a daughter and two sons. So uh, without them, uh, I wouldn't be sitting in the seat today. That's for sure. And you also, let me, let me uh, uh, send some shout outs there in, in a little bit, but you're also a student currently. I am a student you, at why, did, why, yes. why did you decide to go back to school? First of all, what, what, didn't, so I, what, what happened there? I, I am a, and this, I, did, I wasn't always this way as a, as a young person. I was probably that kid that, you know, was given the opportunity to sleep in and not go to school. That would have been me. Uh, but as, <laughs> but as, as, you, as you grow and uh, just living, living across the world in, in many different places, meeting many different cultures and just kind of getting that real world perspective. Um, um, it, it's very, it's, it's so important to be, and, and I know it's a very cliche phrase of, of a lifelong learner. Um, and so when, when I went to business school, it was, it was, something that I wanted to achieve. It's something I wanted to do. And it, and it was a fantastic opportunity. It is a fantastic program, but it's very focused and very centric into inside the organization. And so with learning in the, in the business sense of, and learning, you know, theories and understanding that it was, it was fantastic, but I felt like there was a void that, that was messing. And it's that void that I deal with on a daily basis, you know, living overseas is, you know, there's, there's that culture aspect. Well, what about everything outside of an organization? Hmm. And, uh, we were fortunate, and we can discuss later, but to take ProHope Legal uh, to do a joint venture with two uh, wonderful ladies in Australia that have a leading legal technology company there. And so we started ProHope Legal Australia. But but that piece, I was, I was looking for something that's much more outside outside of the organization. And I, I searched through many different programs, knew I wanted to do something uh, formal to kind of 
fill that gap and came across Georgetown, uh, their, their master's in international business and policy and, and felt that this was the perfect opportunity. And I, I couldn't be more spot on. Uh, they did a very good job of selecting a, a, just such a diverse group and <laughs> in every demographic and every experience possible that just, I mean, it's, it's tenfold the return of the value of what you get at that program, just for the people that are there for sure. As no, you know. absolutely. <laughs> as, as I know, uh, we're, we're in that program together and it's been an amazing experience so far. Uh, and I know it will be throughout uh, the remainder of the year, but um, meeting people like you as talented as you, it, it helps not only elevate uh, the, the program, but elevate yourself because you, you get exposed to, like you said, so many industries. And, um, and, and obviously there's, there's so much that everyone brings to the table. So, so many stories and, and so much, uh, talent more than anything so yeah it's great Absolutely. it's great so far right <laughs> it will be great yes. for, for the remainder of the year so let me ask you you mentioned how you started pro help legal but what type of services do people that access pro help legal um can have uh and, and can learn from especially because i know that you're serving um people that may be afraid of, of uh, how do they find a lawyer how do they go about that maybe they're afraid of the cost what what uh, what is the difference that pro help legal brings to the table yeah so in you know one sentence or less we're a cloud-based uh 256 secure bit secure cloud-based uh marketplace for attorneys and clients to meet uh we found uh which you would see done very much with telemed where people are meeting over telemed and meeting doctors online and, and these things. So it was, it was much bigger than just, you know, the, the ease of access of meeting an attorney um, on your lunch break. Uh, we, we actually started research and we found that 80%, if not more of Americans did not have access to legal care that they needed. And we were, we were astounded by the numbers that we were finding. And of course, you know, uh, and not of course, but through the trends of looking at this, it's mostly underrepresented. People um, and we we found the two the two biggest factors uh, in in designing this in our research of if this was a project that we were going to go forward with was people were intimidated by costs and they were intimidated by the process. Um, so we alleviated that with our our uh, website and with our program and our, our platform by it's a fixed cost um, platform. So if the attorneys want to charge uh, fifteen minute increments up to an hour, you know most of them are free. They offer free consultations. Uh, but if they do want to charge, that price is there. You can see that price when you go on there. And then as far as the process, when we when we first went, we wanted, uh, I wanted, I think it was less than five minutes. It was the flow that we wanted from when someone entered the site to find an attorney and to to be able to make that connection. And now we see that flow could be less than 60 seconds. So the wow. client comes on. Yeah, they, they come on, they select their state um, or region that they, they need to search for a lawyer in. And then you pick a specialty of law that you need that you need help with. And through that, it populates something that we're all familiar with in social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those different profiles. Uh, you see different profiles of lawyers and in a couple more clicks, you can be connected instantaneously or you can book an appointment uh, with that lawyer to meet. So uh, our little catchphrase is uh, we like to say that it's, it's like having a lawyer in your pocket. You know, every, you hear about <laughs> people that have, you know, the, there's there's people that have lawyers on retainer and these types of things. But but not all of us can have, you know, yeah. have access to that or, or have the funds or the, you know, to be able to do that. So. Um, we kind of see this as that platform of it's like having a lawyer in your pocket for everybody can have that kind of access. Um, so so you're, again, breaking, the- you're breaking down that barrier where 
you're making it accessible to people. And, and that's something right. that I want to commend you for, because truly, um, and, and I see it with, because that's the people that I work with and, and work for, um, underrepresented communities in particular, they are afraid not only of the process, oh my God, it's complicated, or the cost. So you you bring up a, a great point. And this can be, they can access services, legal services for any type of situation, particularly immigration, right? I mean, it's, yeah, that was like, that was, that was, yeah, immigration was our beachhead. Uh, and we, you know, we, as we say, we don't, you don't want to boil the ocean, right? You can, you can overdo it when you start something and, and, and try to grab too much. So we knew, um, James was very, very passionate. Um, I, I, I've, because of him, I've become so much more aware of immigration issues and the immigration mm. you know, policies that we have in place today. And, uh, and I, I, I was just, I was very unaware of, the the process that it took for individuals and, and people and families to go through. Um, so seeing that, that, that was our beachhead. That was the initial um, push for us to create this is, you know, for, for people that are in, you know, Mexico or, or the Philippines or anywhere else that, you know, they're, they're looking to bring their family to the United States. And it's just even finding an attorney to be able to contact someone in the U S is it's a very difficult and daunting task. And through our website, you can, go on. If you know, you want to talk to a lawyer in Texas, you can find a lawyer in Texas that deals with immigration and you can connect and, and our platform again, it's 256 bit secure. Security was a big piece. There's no record mm-hmm. feature. There's no, we are essentially a handshake. We provide the technology for that handshake to happen. And uh, I, in the first three months of our launch, we had over 23,000 people worldwide visit our site. Um, so wow. we were pretty, pretty excited by that. Um, and then through that influence, we, we met, um, these two wonderful ladies in Australia, and apparently it's the same issues going on everywhere else in the world. So we <laughs> were able to, yeah, we were able to com- combine great minds, and uh, we spent about six months uh, the summer of last year, most of the fall. We launched last November in Australia with Pro Legal Australia. So, um, are you we looking hope to expand to- into more? Yeah. Of course, and and we we want you to expand. We because that also helps uh, expand the network, expand the support that you can provide. Um, are you looking to work with organizations, team members? Uh, they need access to, you know, legal representation. So, are you right. are you okay, or have you considered partnering with some companies, corporate America in general, to provide these services and make them accessible to their employees? Yeah, that's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the million dollar challenge with that. Uh, the legal industry is one we have found is is a very is very difficult to change, and, and, and when we talk of the aspect of of that side of the, of the legal side. Um, so it's been, it's been a slow process, but it's been great. And for sure. Yeah. We're actually, um, I've, I've been in talks with organizations, universities, um, trying to push, push our product. Uh, I'm, I'm actually looking at, at Georgetown to mm. hopefully talk with, talk with Georgetown law and maybe provide our services, um, or, or allow our technology to be used for them to talk with their law school students with, you know, the underrepresented or pro bono work. Right. Um, we're very big on the pro bono side, so much so that our website is actually free to use. So that's, a, I guess, a piece I should have mentioned. Uh, right now, it is <laughs> it is is free for for people to use. The lawyers may charge, but we don't. Um, as far as the connection side, so yeah, it's it's a big piece. We we want to be um, we want people to have access in, in every every way, shape, or form. Um, and I would and, also recommend, or maybe if there's an opportunity there for community colleges to. Um, to partner with you guys because community college do have the majority of underrepresented students at uh, community colleges, like 50%. So uh, obviously that's a, that's a great incentive for them as well. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. To that. 
And yeah. like you mentioned, you provide all ty- all type of help, legal help, <laughs> through the obviously the lawyers who sign up <laughs> to offer the services. But I just want to don't want my sure legal that... help. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, just making sure. Um, yes. Yes. Now, it, this is it's very interesting how you found the co- your co-founder and then create this program, develop this program. Um, is this part of your why? Is is there why are you leading the way that you lead? Why are you creating programs like this? I mean, what's your motivation other than obviously developing something and there's it's it's cool to create something new and then um, see it grow and 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 sell it and and make a profit and all that good right. stuff. What's your intention there? Why are you doing? Why are you leading and leaving the the way that you do you do? Yeah, um, that's a deep question. <laughs> uh, the but a very good question um with and i know this is going to sound idealist or altruistic uh, but I, I i really believe that each it's, it's our individual responsibility to leave not only just your you know people within you but you leave humanity better than it was uh when you got here um and and this is just one of the pieces i have many many uh many efforts that i would like to put forth uh, throughout my life of, of things that I want to do. Um, I like to say I have a plan of, of, of things to accomplish the, to reach that goal uh, of that. Uh, but as we all know, every great plan, you know, give it five minutes and that plan's changed. So yeah. Um, yeah, so this, this is a, this is a step that I feel that we can not only impact people on an individual basis, but it's, it's something that can, you know, grow into something much bigger and, and p- perhaps make change on, on a much larger scale. Um, so as far as, as my why, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult, uh, as, as just an overall why, um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's just, it's just, it's just my social responsibility, my personal responsibility as, as a human being. No. And it also ties to, obviously you've, you've been through so much, right? I mean, you, you've experienced so much in, in your you're young, so you've experienced so much throughout your life because you've lived so many lives. You've been part of uh, of not only different organizations, you've lived in different countries, you've, you've experienced right. so much. So I guess that also exposed you to other people and other, other ways of thinking that have helped you become the human that you are today. So of 100%. course, you're going to align in such a deep and meaningful way with your purpose. I mean, it's, it's leaving the, this planet better than how you found it. It's, it should be in my humble opinion, everyone's goal. Right. Right. And I, and I think, uh, like you said, I, I have been fortunate and I consider myself very fortunate to um, travel to some very incredibly awesome, fun, amazing places, but also to, to experience um, the not not so good sides of mm-hmm. of of the world that that we have to that the world is and, and has um and i think that um through that i have learned that there's two things i would say <laughs> one is children are the most innocent and pure things in the world no matter what culture you're from no matter where you are and children are children children are going to play with other children children are going to it's the purest form of of, of humanity in, in my opinion and the second thing is is that at the end of the day we're all human beings and we're all you know, we all just, we all want to be loved. We all want to, you know, have someone to love. We all want uh, goals. We have ambitions. We have things that we want to accomplish. And, and when you really break down the barriers and you break down what we would consider quote unquote differences um, at our core, we're all just human beings. And I think that is, 
that is a fortunate takeaway that I have a takeaway that I've fortunately been able to learn through that experience and that perspective that I have that has really defined who I am today. And that, that defines how I go as, as a human being and how I go when we develop these programs of, like you said, right. You create any business, there's, there's obviously, you know, a, a profit there's, there's, there's the business side of things that you need to do to make things go. Um, but I think it's much more than just that that's the sole goal for things that we can, we could apply that you can accomplish those things, but at the same time, you can change things for the better. You can make an actual impact, a real impact. A real impact, a meaningful impact, a sustainable impact, something that yeah. is going to last uh, longer than, you know, a few months, Josh. I mean, whatever you, you create, whatever you develop, and not only that, the lives that you impact through what you're creating, that's your legacy. And that's, uh, that's what, what's going to live forever. So kudos to you mm-hmm. for developing initiatives that um, have some, so much purpose. And with that in mind, mm-hmm. what, tell us about a life story. Cause I, I, I do want to know of a life experience or something that happened to you that really shape you into the person that uh, you are today. Yeah. I, I, I would say probably when my parents, this is this culturally speaking and shaping just in a form of who I am. And, um, when my parents were divorced and going to live with my father, just living in so many places and at a young age, having to be so adaptable to, you know, every six months you're moving to a new school, you're moving to a new location. You have to, you have to really learn to adapt or, or you're just going to be in the corner. Um, but I'd say as far as who I am today, and I would assume I, I, w- I would say my wife would probably agree is I, I would have to give all the credit. And I know this is very cliche, but to my wife, when I, when I met my wife, I was, you know, it was, life was fun and it, and it is I was in flight school actually and so it was um she she centered me and and I, I truly would not be here if it wasn't for her she she is the person that I can pick up the phone that I can you know bounce anything and everything off of I can any concern I have you know it's she's the rock um and I mean here I am uh, currently in Qatar she's in Colorado with her full-time job and our three wonderful children um they and uh, she, she truly is. She impresses me every time, you know, last 15 years, I, she never ceases to amaze me. So um, if I had a role model, she's, uh, <laughs> she'd be a role model for me. So. Um, oh, that's yeah. sweet. Thank you yeah, so much for sharing yeah. that, Josh. It's, it's very meaningful to know. And not only somebody else can impact your life in such a meaningful way, but also that it's your wife and it's your soulmate there. Very lucky. I'm very lucky. For Shout sure. out to her. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Shout her. Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hola a todos. This is Carolina. I personally would like to invite you to be part of Hablemos by heading over to carolinaveda.com forward slash Hablemos to sign up today. And while you're there, take a look at my DEI initiatives and discover how we can all be agents of change by creating sustainable projects through a DEI lens and by sharing and celebrating our authentic stories and experiences while leading with compassion and empathy. Now, let me ask you something. Is there anything that you fear, that you have a fear of or or anything that you've ever encountered that truly 
make you fearful and how do you overcome that fear? Well, I think anyone that tells you that they are without fear is they're, they're lying to you 100%. Uh, everybody has fear. I was asked this question once. I was actually asked this question on my MBA entrance interview. And uh, it was as it was just now. <laughs> I didn't expect the question. Uh, but for me, the my greatest fear is something happening, like something happening to my children um, is my greatest fear that, that, I'm, that I'm unable to be there. Um, I'm unable to to participate. Uh, that That's more of an external type thing. I would say me uh, internally as 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 a human, if I, if I, I felt like I didn't have an impact in my life, I know that's, it's almost selfish in saying that, but I hear this so often. And I, I talk to so many people, I, as you know, Caroline, I, I will talk to anyone, uh, but I like to, I like to hear people's stories. I like to talk to them. I like to, to know um, about their life. And I, I talked to, to quite a few uh, people that we would consider elder in age. <laughs> I'm getting there shortly, surely and slowly. Um, but they, that, that the biggest regrets, you know, is that, they didn't take that action. They didn't take that step or, you know, they mm. didn't, they didn't ask that person on the date or they didn't do take the risk on that startup or, you know, it's, they didn't take that job offer. There, there's so mm. many different things and, and, and it impacts us differently of what we see as motivators or what we see as fulfilling. Everything is different. Um, some people might be, you know, hard tangible. Some people it might be social things. Some people it might be different things. Um, so for me, I would say just kind of sitting down if I'm fortunate enough to get to old age, um, sitting back and looking at my life, I'm not necessarily have to make a, you know, a, a major change to humanity, but if I feel if I can't sit back and say, you know, I think that that impacted, you know, at least, you know, a handful of people in a positive way, or, you know, they, they have a takeaway of their life, but a moment they could look back and say, Hey, that, that changed me for the good. Then that, that is a fear that I, I wouldn't, it's a motivator uh, is a better way to put it. I say um, for me that's personally. A nice, that's great. I mean, fear can, make you take that uh, take action right on 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 your mm-hmm. dreams and your goals and it's okay but you know it, it it's great what you're mentioning because I do speak up to a lot of people as well and they do also talk about not doing what they wanted to do not asking for that race not going on that date or not asking somebody on that data like you mentioned um but it's it's more about what they didn't do that their their gut was telling them to do but they still didn't take action on that. And those are the biggest uh, regrets, I would say, yes. that, that people have. It is, it is, it is funny. I, you, you say talking to these people. I, in my experience, I found that when you ask these types of questions, I more often get the answer, not necessarily, you know, question in, in the format of a regret or, you know, when you look back on things like, you know, tell me, what do you, what do you, what do you think? And it's, it's mostly the negatives. It's sad. It's mostly mm-hmm. the negative. It's not, it's not the, you know, I met the most wonderful woman or I met the most wonderful man, or I met, you know, I had this great risk and I had this, or I did these things and, um, and, and, and they identify with that and it's uh life short. So we have to, we have to maximize it as much as we can and, and uh, stay busy, lifelong learner, continue to grow, you know, and, and be selfless in your pursuit of, of growing whatever it is, you know, that's kind of how it I is. look at it. <laughs> it is live to the fullest. And what do you yeah. do to live it to the fullest? Like what's, what's your routine in the morning? What time does Josh wake up? What does yeah, Josh, Josh do, you know, at 4am just because I know that this guy right here wakes up at four, three, two. I mean, it's crazy hours. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, Josh, but tell us more about your routine. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a, I do not sleep much. I am also not one of those people that will sit here and say to be successful, you need to sleep four hours a night. That is, I think that that is, that is not true. 
if I, I wish that I could sleep like nine hours a day, I think it's just kind of genetics. Um, so please sleep. It's better, a better way, a, a, rest, a rested mind is much more effective <laughs> than, than a tired mind. Um, so uh, as, as far as my routine, yeah, I, I have, uh, I'm a very early riser. Um, I used to be kind of, I, I think exercise, uh, physical and mental health are very, very important. I was very much into the physical health and I kind of neglected mental health uh, until just up to a couple years ago. Um, no matter how much you think you're handling stress, no matter how busy you are, no matter how great you think you are organizing and, and managing your life, everyone can use uh, a little bit of downtime. Um, so mm. I've actually found that, you know, even just uh, some of these podcast meditation type where it's five minutes, just like sitting down, closing your eyes, just listening to ocean or something. You get, mental health is very, very important. So um, I take I take them out for that every day um, to do that. And then I'm busy throughout the day. Um, I would say what my pastime that I that I find uh, joy in is, is fly fishing. Any, anytime I'm, I'm a big mountain guy, anytime in the outdoors, my family, I should have said this at the beginning. We live in Colorado is where our home is. Uh, the stateside <laughs> home is in Colorado. So I'm, uh, we, as a family, like we're, we're out uh, in the woods as much as we can. Uh, we, we truly enjoy the outdoors and that's kind of where I find, find my center. I found uh, most people, they have that certain place. They have a location, they have something that they kind of feel you get this just natural kind of pull that is like, Hey, this is where I belong, you know? And I don't mm. know, I, I can't explain into any of the understanding of why that happens. Uh, some people that's swimming in the middle of the ocean, that's terrifying for me. Uh, for me, that is, uh, <laughs> that's in the mountains. So I, I spend as much time as I can there and I very much enjoy fly fishing. Uh, so that's uh, a center and you have to have those times. You can't, you have to have, you have to have those things. Thank you for highlighting of. highlighting the need for mental health because that's something. Obviously, I mean, we're exposed to so many things happening every day. We we know what happened in Buffalo. What what would happen in yes. uh, just happened um, in Texas? Yeah, in Uvalde. I mean, it's it's now we're we're more aware of the need for uh, meditation and for just talking to somebody about what you you're going through. So it's great that you mentioned uh, that now you're making room for that and. And, and, and yeah, okay. and to touch on that too, be, being a veteran, um, it's mm-hmm. I, I know I know I know it's very difficult for for us type A personalities to to ask for help and and to seek help uh, if needed. And and it, I've I my door is always open uh, if anyone needs help. Uh, any any just even just to talk. Um, so it, it is something that I'm happy to see that in the military and the veteran programs that we are starting to, to, to pay attention more to the need for mental health and the importance of it. And um, so, yes, so I just wanted to kind of touch on that too, on the better piece that it, it is nice to see that that is progressing in that direction too. And that's a great, now you you open it up for another question then like <laughs> what, <laughs> and because it's so important also for, like you mentioned for veterans, ver, oh, Jesus, sorry, veterans, <laughs> I'm going to have to use my tea there um, to, uh, to do ask for help and to know that there's help available to them. So if you don't mind me asking, what type of um, change have you seen that now we are truly helping them? Like what type of uh, mental health resources are out there that I'm not aware, I may not be aware of, or somebody else not may not be aware of. Yeah, there's uh, me personally. And, and I mean, you could ask every veteran. I know I, I would, that every veteran knows or has, you know, been close to someone that, that they've, that they've lost, you know, through suicide or other means. Mm-hmm. And it's a serious, it's a serious problem um, in the U S military and for veterans. Uh, the VA has great um, programs. The U S military has, has great programs um, that I, that I know are in place and I'm sure have 
have uh, compounded more since my departure in 2016. Uh, but really, I think it comes down to awareness and people are talking about it more and just, mm-hmm. you know, not to touch on, on, on Georgetown. Um, but I don't know if you've like, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these courses, it's like they'll, they'll touch on things that are a little bit controversial, which is good. Right. Um, but it kind of, it, it gives you, it gives you a little bit of, of, of a bite and then they, it's a pullback and, you know, people get, I think, frustrated, but you look at it as that after that, the fall on, we're still, you know, as a cohort, we're discussing these topics. We're discussing these problems, mm. you know, up to a week after, you know, this was addressed and, and it's that, that's what it needs to take. So, you know, having dialogue, having conversation is a, is a, an incredible attribute of being a human being of cognitive mm. reasoning that we can have these conversations but then it's that step of taking action. And if we get enough people talking, if we get enough people bringing awareness, then we can start to, you know, bring broader and then, you know, broader awareness into action. And I think with, with the military and, and the VA programs, there's, there's great institutes. I have a, a, a very dear friend of mine I went to flight school with. He, him and his brother founded Warrior Angels Foundation. Um, and they deal with PTSD, post-traumatic uh, or traumatic brain injuries and post-traumatic stress disorder. And they have a fantastic program that, that they that they do that they're running. So there's just so many organizations that are out there um, that are coming up that are selfless in, in their pursuit of what they, what they want to help. And so through that and awareness, I, I think it's moving in the right direction. Definitely not where it needs to be. We have a lot of work to do as we do in a lot of things, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything. So everything um, needs, uh, yes, there's room yeah. for growth and improvement everywhere else. But, it, but like you mentioned, we are talking more about it. We feel more, a little more comfortable talking about it. So that's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And now let me ask you something, because you are in a long distance relationship. How do you manage that? What's your, <laughs> if you could say, hey, you know, if you're in a long distance relationship, uh, which I know that you, you, you do see them more often than, than, than most people that are in long distance relationships, but what is your, your, your three things that you do that you consistently do so that you know that everybody's going to be happy and content or at least the majority of the time. Like what, what has been, oh yeah, when I do this, this is, this is how I, I maintain it and I maintain my sanity. I, I know that people will be happy and content. Right. Uh, that's easy. I do everything my wife tells me to do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the, uh, no, I, I would, um, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Yes. Um, she, well, or maybe something that she does for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say that it takes a certain type of person. I think we both evolved into this. The first 10 years of our marriage, um, I was deployed quite a bit training quite a bit, um, over half of the first 10 years of our marriage. Like we, we ran the numbers. I was gone. Um, so I think, I, I think one is you is, is the independence. Like you have to be, you have to be internally strong. You have to have it uh, as, as every spouse that I, I know in, in the military. And that's my experience, you know, with that, of where this started. Um, it's, it's difficult. Um, so you have to, you have to have the independence. I think on my side, it's the understanding that um, people, people don't think often, but say when you leave for a year deployment and, and the same as living overseas, you know, as a civilian or any of that is like for, for us, when we get on a plane or the, or the party, the person that's, that's deploying, time stops. That moment you say goodbye to your, your wife, or your husband, your children, your family, time stops you, but time doesn't stop. Time continues on. So when you come back, there's this, almost this, this, your mind kind of tricks of like, Hey, that's where you're coming back to. Well, you know what? 12 months has got by or 15 months has got by or nine months has got by. Um, and so just kind of that understanding, but for us, uh, it's, it's, we both, we both have lives. We both are very independent people. And I, I mean, independent in a sense of like, 
my Michelle has her career. I have my career and we have to support each other on that. Um, we understand that, you know, I have friends, I have things that I do outside of work. My wife has friends. She has, you know, hobbies and things that she does outside of work and, and try not to selfishly take away from, from that time, just because, you know, it's a time zone and, you know, I'm up in the morning and it's like, Hey, this is a few minutes I have to chat. And it's, you know, if she's engaged in a hobby or activity, it's okay. Hey, I'll talk to you a little bit. Uh, and so I, th- I think that's a, that's a piece. It's just a mutual, a mutual understanding. I think that really just comes down with, you know, love and a relationship. Uh, but, um, and the support piece, um, obviously trust, trust has to be there. And, and with trust, there has to come action to maintain that trust. Right. So that, that's a, that's a major piece. So those would be my three things is, you know, trust, understanding, and, um, and realizing the, that you both are different people, even though you are in love and in a marriage that you both are different people and, and support, you have to support each other and support each other's drive and goals. And, there has to be mutual sacrifices. I say that my wife, Michelle has made far more sacrifices than I have throughout uh, our time together. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, yeah. So support, trust, support, and, communication, yeah. trust, yeah. all that. Yeah. Communication is key. Yeah. The, all the, uh, that's the magic, the, the secret, right. To the, to the magic. Um, tell us more about your hobbies. Cause you mentioned a couple there, like the fly fishing, um, what else do you, what else do you like to do? I've seen some golf. Some I do enjoy golf. Like- yeah, <laughs> I enjoy I do enjoy playing some golf. Uh, Doha, it's, it's difficult to fly fish, although it is a peninsula surrounded by some fantastically beautiful water that people are shocked to see. Uh, it give the Bahamas a run for its money. Um, oh wow! It's a little hot, it's a little hot to fly fish. So in the summertime, so uh, I don't fish too often here. Um, but yeah, really, it's. I, I like to expose myself to two things too, where I'm at at the moment. So paramotoring is very big here, which is kind of like a parachute with a big fan on your back and you push it around. Oh, wow. So I, went gave, I went and gave that a shot and didn't like that. So we don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it's, it's just kind of getting out there. Um, I, I wouldn't say I, I'm a, an adrenaline junkie or anything like that, but there's, there's a lot of cool things like uh, here in Cutter, like going to the camel races is very, very exciting. It's a very, camel it's, it's not races? just, yeah, it's not just it's oh, not just, you know, man. sitting in the stands and watching, you know, horses or dogs or camels run by. No, you were in the Land Cruiser and you were driving around the track and you were listening <laughs> and everyone's honking and the camel knows a certain honk. You know, it's it's a That sounds it's a to me like very... an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> that that very... has I don't know about you, but that's uh, intense. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's it's very exciting. So, um really it's just getting out and you know, being with friends, being with family, um, anything, anything that can get you out doing that, even just having a barbecue at your house is, is a good hobby to have. <laughs> now, and how, how do you see your life in Qatar? Like, what, do you ever envision being there? And then, you know, how, whatever you had in your mind or an idea of what it would be living there, is it similar to your reality today? Living here? Um, yeah. Yeah. So before I lived in Saudi Arabia, um, and I would say Saudi Arabia was much, much different than what I anticipated. Um, mm. uh, we Why get is that? very, <laughs> um, in, in the United States, we, we're very fortunate. I love, I'm saying this word a lot today, but we are very fortunate. Um, our perspective of the outside world, if we don't go outside to see that world, and I mean, like we travel and things can be skewed is is a, a a word i would say for that um and 
so my my expectation of Saudi Arabia was I was a little nervous. You know, I was this, you know, I was it's just, you know, what I expected. I, I always think this is the most most conservative country in the world. Um I hope I don't, you know, offend anybody. I don't, you know, it's it's, it's, it's such a it's such a big culture of um I was I was just very, very worried about not getting into the culture the right way. And I couldn't not understanding more. it. You mean not yeah, understanding just under- it? Or- yeah. Understanding it, living it, not, you know, not being, not offending it. Um, and, uh, and I, 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 mean, I, the first time I came to the airport, they were just, they were, Hey, how are you doing? You know, how was, are you coming back from holiday? You know, I'm staying there. You know, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like some here. random person. It was a Saudi, a Saudi working in the airport, like someone that would, you know, push you to a kiosk or a queue. And, um, my family ended up moving there and in my, I love my wife's it's, I wish you, she was here. You would ask her this because her, her experience is, is so much different than mine, but she says it's one of the favorite place, her favorite places she's ever been to in the world. And the people are just, they, they really are there. They're, they're considerate, they're understanding and, and they, they care. Like, I mean, it's some of the, some of the nicest people I've met or, or in Saudi Arabia. And so coming to, coming to Qatar uh, from Saudi uh, Qatar is very fast and it's, you know, it's like Dubai. It's very fast. It's growing. It's, you know, it's the big city life. And, um, Saudi's, although it does have big cities, it's, it still feel like it's, it's much more reserved. It's a little bit slower paced. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so I would say my experience is the same. One, one thing is the family orientation, like the, just how family oriented, like people are in the Middle East as a whole. And I've been to a, 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 most countries in the Middle East I, I've spent time in. And it's it's the same everywhere, and it's 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 all about the family. Like it's all mm. about the kids. It's all about you know just this this family time, family time. And it's something that I've seen that we've kind of lost in the U.S. And I and I get it. Like we're very we're a competitive culture. We're fast paced. We're all about um, you know what's the next thing, this deadline, work, blah 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 blah. And uh, it's something that has has kind of re-caged me of, you know, this is important, you know, it's important to take, not just take five minutes to go play catch with my son or take five minutes and go, you know, watch TikTok with my daughter. But like, we have to get out as a family and actually spend this time together, like sit down for those family dinners. Like, mm. It's okay if you, you know, if you're not catching up on this email, if you're not catching up on that, but that is such an important um, part of life that I feel like we kind of lost touch on. So that, that is something uh, living here that, um, that was a, that was a big takeaway. But for the most part, it's I've lived in the Middle East so long now that it, this is the normal, right? I, I go back to the U.S. and everybody's driving and, and honking and you know everybody's just <laughs> so so it's uh, so different. Yeah. Huh? yeah, and I and I love sure. the idea of the value that they have uh, about family and and uh, spending time with your loved ones because it's kind of similar to the obviously the Hispanic and the Latin culture where right. Where, our values and, and everything that we do kind of revolves around family. It's we're so right. family oriented. So I guess we can all move to, um, to Qatar now. Yeah. It's coming, <laughs> World cup's coming. There's plenty of places. They're building a lot of buildings. So <laughs> I know, I know we have a couple yeah. of classmates, uh, that, that, uh, li- also live there and work there. So yeah. they, they, they all, they're always talking about that. So, Hey, we might as well yeah. soon enough. Yeah. We'll be there, Josh knocking on your door. Yes. I have a place to stay. <laughs> okay, Josh, I know that we are it's 441 on my end. So I'm I'm sorry that I took longer than the 30 minutes, but I knew this was going to no. happen. Uh, but it's always great to connect with you on a personal note. I, 
I have learned so much from you. You are somebody that uh, I admire, I care for, I, I do look up to you. You are one of the brightest ones that we have in class. Um, always has the right thing to say, even if people don't like it. You always, <laughs> <laughs> you can always say it in such a good and fun way. And I don't know how you do it, but you have that uh, pr that that trait that makes you so special. So it's it's an honor for me to not only. Uh, learn from you, but share the class, uh, the class time with you guys, with you in particular. Um, and now I'm learning from you and, and I commend you for the work that you're doing. I know that there's a lot of people who need the support that uh, they can get through uh, ProHelp Legal. So um, I commend you for what you're doing, what you've created. I hope that you keep creating more things and I, I wish you all the success because we need you to be successful so you can create more things. Um, but I want you to make sure that people know how to reach out to you in case they want to make this accessible to their employees or to their communities, or they just want to share with uh, their neighbors. How do they reach out to you? Yeah, the best way is probably just LinkedIn, um, Joshua Cordova uh, on LinkedIn, but also you can reach me email directly um, at josh at prohelplegal.com. So that's uh, that's my direct email. Please don't post that on um, you know, TikTok <laughs> or anything. I'll get a bunch of spam, but yeah, that, that is, those are, those are the two quickest ways um, to, to get a hold of me for sure. And I, and I, I would like to thank you for your kind comments. Um, <laughs> I think it, a little too kind, but yes, yeah, it's a, it's always great in class, but no, I, I, I've had a little too kind. Feelings, so. <laughs> I always have the exact same, I have the exact same uh, feelings. It's always such a pleasure to every time you speak every, you know, just, you know, getting to sit next to you in, in a lot of the program and, and share our experiences and, and learn from each other. So I, I definitely mirror yeah, uh, your absolutely. comments. Thank you. So thank you um, for all you're thank doing you, as well. <laughs> all right. So with that, Is there, and oh, what is your message to the community? I know I didn't tell you about this, but I, I also asked that question. I can give you all the questions uh, from the get-go. Yeah, I think you, you I think you, gave me, I, I think you gave me two out of the 20 questions. Um, no, it's fine. Um, this, yeah. Um, I think it really comes down to, What, like the why question, you really got me thinking on that. And, and I guess the takeaway kind of, I could sum up my message to the community is, you know, it's not necessarily about knowing your why, but, you know, it's a continue that journey to find that why. And you may not ever find it, but in finding it, you're going you're gonna to solve a lot of problems and you're going to help a lot of people. Um, I truly do. So that, that'd, be, that'd be my uh, kind of my messages. Just continue that pursuit. Yeah. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Sometimes we... We think we have to accomplish certain things when in reality, it's the process, right? It's the learning yes. and, and meeting people and connecting with others. So yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. See, yeah. it's even better if I didn't tell you in advance what I was going <laughs> to. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you for the opportunity to spend this wonderful afternoon, night with uh, you. Uh, and learning more about you and making sure that our community knows what you're creating, what you're developing, what you're, what you're sharing your story. because it's so important for us as a community to, um, and as a humans to know what, what's possible. And you're one example of what's possible. And if, if you put your mind into it, if you take action, if you just take that risk, right. So thank Absolutely. you so much, Josh. No, thank you. And thank you for all you're doing and all the awareness and the just so many different areas that you're doing for all of us. So we appreciate you as well. Thank you. And thank you Wonderful. for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> no, thank you. And, and shout out to Michelle. 
Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our Georgetown crew. Uh, but no, yep. thank you. And I wish you nothing but the best. We'll, we'll talk soon. So thank you, Josh. Yes. Take care. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast today. And also send me a DM at Caroveda. Share the love, share the comments, share the thoughts. Special thanks to our partners at the Hispanic Star and Katuna Digital Marketing. Gracias mil. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next time with a new episode of Hablemos. Ciao.